I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Mark, if you would. And I'm going to read starting at the 14th verse of chapter 16. Mark 16, verse 14. Mark 16, verse 14. I really want to encourage you this morning. And I want to, I want to encourage myself. You know, I've gone through my own thing here and there. And uh, as you can tell, I'm a little hoarse. Um, obviously, just dealing with stuff from, week, from the last couple of weeks. I'm on the, on the recovery side. Somebody say amen. Say, thank God there's a recovery side. <laughs> amen. Because the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Now, he's not talking about sicknesses and things, but there's things that we do that uh, can allow us to deal with things we shouldn't otherwise have to deal with. And sometimes we do those things. And I'm guilty of that, just like anybody else is, that you just go through life and, you know, you know, you just, you know, if you drive too fast and they pull you over and you get a ticket, it wasn't God giving you a ticket, it was you driving too fast. Somebody say amen. Amen. So uh, we're on the recovery side. And I believe many of us, I mean, we're dealing with, a, you know, something that none of us can control. And uh, looking at the way things are being controlled, sometimes you just wonder how all this works. I'm sitting at home. Uh, you know, uh, completely isolated at times, and then I see other people out in the street, they're, you know, burning down buildings and stuff. I'm just wondering, you know, sometimes that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you agree with that. I mean, I, I just, you know, but I'm going to do what I know is right. I'm going to follow the law. I'm going to try my best to adhere to the things that we ought to adhere to because the church should do that. So I say amen. And so we just want to make sure we follow that path. But uh, dealing with this this whole structure one of the things we have to understand is that we're on our way to recovery. I want you to just shout it out. I'm on my way to recovery. You're recovering. I mean, wherever you've come into, whatever thing you've fallen into is a trick of the enemy. How many know COVID is a trick of the enemy? It's a lie. Sickness and disease comes from the devil, and this thing is Satan itself. And we rebuke it. Stand against it. Stand and, and put your fist up and say, no matter what, I'm coming out the other side. I'm not going to be on that side of, of the agenda that has me dying. I mean, if I get the disease and something comes upon me, I'm going to believe my way out. Would you agree with that? I'm going to believe for success and everything that, that God can do for me, he will do for me. And I receive it in the name of the Lord. You better get that in your head. You know, I've been saying that right along as we've been preaching you know, I've been at work in this world long enough to know that people go through things. We live in a world where there are things, and we better have enough faith and enough belief in our life that we're ready for when something might get in us or get on us, so we can get it out of us or off of us. I wish somebody shout out amen right there. He says, afterward, he appeared to the eleven and sat at meat with them and upbraided them. With their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So there were people there that he was given, you know, a, a chastisement to. You know, you should have believed. And I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say to you, listen, as we continue, those that are watching online right now, believe. Having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. Stand. Having done all, continue to stand. Believe. We get in this, in this environment that we're in, the world we live in, the way that we live, it's easy to let your faith slip out of you. 
It's easy really not to continue right now reading your word and praying and spending time with the Lord and just letting faith slip out. But you're going to need it. You need it right now. You'll need it tomorrow. Keep your, keep your candle full. Amen. And when there's a need, there'll be something to burn. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. I mean, keep your faith. Keep strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't come down off your faith. Strong in the Lord. Somebody be strong in the Lord. Amen. To be strong. Because when it comes, it's hard to believe. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? How many of you watch people that you saw that were faith people, and when they were standing straight up and down, everything seemed to be working? But when sometimes we get laid down, they don't work quite as well. All of a sudden, you know, your faith gets challenged. It gets tested. And there's, life has a way of doing that. Life throws tests and challenges at us. How do you face it? How will you face that test and that challenge? And it's important that you keep your faith to do that. And he said to them, go into the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. And he that believes not shall be damned. These signs, say these signs, shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Somebody else say, thank God for that. We ought to be able to cast out devils in his name. In my name, they'll speak with new tongues. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to say, I thank God I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. They'll take up, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, this is things that come to attack us. It doesn't say that we're supposed to tempt God with deadly things. It's just that life brings deadly things. Somebody say amen. I, I'm teaching Stephen to drive. He's about to go to driver's school uh, this driving education thing with him in the car being a, a student driver has been a very unique thing. Some, if you've been through this before, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've never been through this before, you know, the other day we're driving down the road. He's driving. And I'm reading something on the internet trying to let him drive. And he comes up on the highway. We're coming out the Circle K where we'd gotten a drink, and now we're coming onto the highway. And, you know, it's got two, it's got the middle lane where you go, and then the two lanes over here. And all of a sudden, we get in the middle lane, and he's going to flash on over. Somebody know what I'm talking about? Now, he saw one of the cars. There were two. All of a sudden, I had to jump out my seat. That's God let me see it as we're about to hit the guy. How I many understand what I'm talking about? We're about to hit this guy. I grabbed, thank God that I could grab that steering wheel and push him back into the yellow. And then I'm like, what, what did you see? Well, I only saw one car. Steve, you about killed us. You about killed that man. You could have run us off the road. hurts. God causes us to recover. Somebody ought to say amen. Just like dad reached over and pulled that handle, God is sitting in that car and he's holding on when you're not holding on. He can see when you cannot see. And he will fix what you do not fix. If God be for us, who can be against? I wish somebody shout out amen right there. There's stuff. And so you come into these moments of, of challenge in life. You come into the moments when there, when there are attacks that have come your way. You just keep floating. You keep swimming. You keep pushing. You keep driving. You, you just got to keep on moving. Sometimes I just look at Amy and I say, just keep moving, Amy. We just got to keep on moving. How many know what I'm talking about? He says, we'll take up something and it won't hurt us. 
In my name, they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And the Bible says, and they will recover. I want you to say it again. God will help us to recover. Say this, I'm going to recover. No matter what comes my way, no matter what attack comes near me, I rebuke it in Jesus' name, and I'm going to recover. I didn't say you wouldn't be discomforted. I didn't say there wouldn't be times when you sleep on the bed and have to lay there while you're laying there and you know the devil's attacking you and your body's attacking you and you have to say in Jesus' name. 1 Peter 2.24, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I didn't say you wouldn't have to do that. The Bible doesn't say you're immune from doing that. But the Bible gave us power. He gave us authority and he gave us dominion. He gave us words and weapons that are greater than the enemy. For greater is he that is in me I wish somebody shout out right there. Say that with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Come on, everybody, say it with me. Come on. Let's say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And just shout this out. I'm a winner. Come on, I'm a winner. Amen. We're going over. God has a plan to take us to the next step and the next place in our life. You're able to do this. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, recently I read an article, uh, or just recently, that you know that Mike Tyson's going to come back and fight. I mean, no, Mike Tyson, 57 years or 54, I think he's 54, he's going to come back and fight his first title fight in something like 17 years, or some type of a fight in 17 years. First of all, that's a long time. Just to think about Mike Tyson, I want you to think about this. Mike Tyson was the world heavyweight champion in the United States of America in boxing when he was 20 years old. He was the youngest ever champion in boxing. The youngest champion. He had 37 straight wins from 1985 until he was finally defeated by Buster Douglas with an uppercut that took him out for the first time in 37 wins. I mean, this man was the ultimate champion of boxing. No doubt about it. I don't care if you think that they set him up wrong or gave him great fights. It doesn't matter. 37 straight wins. Champion. He was, I mean, his, his boxing career, he grew up in the dumps. He grew up in a mess. He grew up in, 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 in the harshest of conditions. His mother died when he was very young, and people used him until he finally took his first loss when he, was hitting, when he was facing Buster Douglas. Up until that point, he could buy the world. He had everything on a leash. He could do all things, and nothing went wrong for this guy. Women were after him. The life was after him. Every, every periodical was after him, and they rode him like he was a stallion into every kind of fortune they could ride him into. But on the day he lost to Buster Douglas, life changed for Mike Tyson. I mean, we can see how all of a sudden, mistrust, distrust, I mean, all the things that were negative before in his life came back. We can see how financially he struggled and everything else. And he wrote an article himself or was interviewed. And in the interview, I mean, we're talking about a man who was at the top of the top of the top of the top. See, some people win so much they don't know how to lose. 
They don't know how to accept a moment when they're attacked. Christians do this oftentimes. Sometimes we're so losing, we don't know how to win. But oftentimes we win and we don't realize every day we're winning. And then all of a sudden in our 53rd year, something happens to us that we didn't expect to happen. Our body does something we didn't expect to, to incur. We experience an, a, 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 a trauma that we didn't expect to, 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 uh, to come through. And if you don't understand that the Lord keeps you in all your ways, if you have not made God the center part of your life, you're going to be like Mike Tyson was. You're going to face the same situation. He wrote that he was so hated, so disliked, so, I mean, I mean, his words were so terrible. He said that the world hated him more than they hated Jeffrey Dahmer. This was the man that was on the top, but the thing had taken him to the point. He had suffered a failure in the midst of his, of his, of his great success and could not handle the recovery. I'm, I, I, you know, if he comes back now, that's one thing, but his life for 17 years has certainly not looked like it did the first years before because he didn't understand you could have a battle. You might lose the first round. There might be a loss. But you've got to continue when that loss is over to get back up on your feet. Somebody ought to say amen. Stand up, brush that thing off, and say, that's behind me. I've got something in front of me. You can't come down to the point the devil tears you down and tears your faith down to the point that you no longer can be the success that you once were. No, God called you to be a success. I can do all things through Christ. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Through who strengthens me? When I first started the ministry, they called me about a man who had 14% of his heart remaining. Apparently, he'd had several heart attacks and various things. They said he'd never come out of the hospital. And I didn't know anything back then. I didn't even understand what 14% of a heart meant. I just meant there was a heart. That's all I knew. And I went by faith, and I went in that hospital room with that man, and he was gagging and barely could breathe. And I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, by looking at the natural eye, he had taken a hit. Somebody say, he took a hit. And I could see that, but I also knew Jesus said, you'll lay hands on the sick. Come on, somebody, and they will recover. I remember I laid hands on that man. The miraculous power of God flowed into that room, touched that man, and amazingly, things instantly began to turn around. And what was a 14% heart, I don't know what God did, but that man came out of that hospital, went home and lived several years after that, totally well and whole when they said he would never come out. Do you know why? Because God brings recovery. I want you to shout out, God brings recovery. Come on, you're coming out. You're coming up. I went into the hospital. A young lady and her daughter were coming to the church here. She, she was struggling. She, was, uh, you know, she had really gotten saved, but she kind of started struggling with the Lord. And, you know, things had gotten tough. And you know how it is with people who have just gotten saved. You've got to stick with them. And she was one of those people. And I remember she had gotten into the hospital, and, and they called me up from the hospital and said she has total vegetation on her heart, complete and total vegetation. And we don't think she'll ever leave the hospital. I was going for last visits, basically going to pray her into heaven. But when I got there, the Spirit of the Lord came on him. He reminded me, you'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Somebody shout out recovery. You'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I want you to say, I'm going to recover. You on the internet, I'm going to recover. You may be in the hospital right now watching me preach. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. 
And I command your lungs to come open. I command oxygen to flow through your body. I speak to your sugar and your blood pressure and your disease. And I break the power of COVID over you in the name of Jesus. Because greater is he that's in us. Glory to God. He still heals today. He still delivers today. And I speak it over you in the name of Jesus. Come on, just say it. In Jesus' name. Just say this. I command. They be healed. In Jesus' name. You'll recover. No chance of survival. She'll never make it. Total vegetation. I laid hands on that girl. She was out the next day. Because you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Oh, I pray. See, some of you get defeated and to get discouraged, you took that one hit and you were out for life. I mean, I mean, you couldn't make it. You had 37 total success victories, but one downing, one out means that you're finished. Not for me, baby. I'm getting up. Haven't done all to stand, bless God. I'm just going to get up and stand again. I've watched God use me when I thought it could never be done. I remember I was supposed to go to a meeting in Washington, D.C. with some of the pastors and things. And I had it all arranged, but my little girl or my little boy had uh, scratched me with their finger. You know, those little fingernails when they're little get sharp. And they were little. And I remember he ran that thing right across my eye and scratched my iris. I mean, big time. And, uh, man, I was in so much pain that Sunday morning. I was hurting. And I came to the church and thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, uh, and, and, I mean, you know, you got to preach. That's what you got to do. Amen. And so I, I decided to go ahead and preach that morning, pain so bad I couldn't hardly stand it. When my feet hit the platform, the pain was gone because God said it would recover. And I preached that whole sermon. I'll never forget. I preached that whole, whole sermon, never felt one ounce of pain, never anything, did the altar call, walked back over, put my foot back on the carpet and headed toward the back room and the pain came back and had to go to the doctor. God kept me while I was under the anointing. What am I saying to you? If we can just get up under the anointing and stay under the anointing, stay under the power, stay under the presence, everything that's come against you will flee. It'll leave one way or leave another way. It'll... Come on, right there where you are. You might be perfectly fine. Your house might be perfectly okay. I want you to confess right now. I am victorious. I am an overcomer. My house is filled with the power of God. If you've got a little sickness on you, speak to it. Talk to it. Tell it it can't stay. You will recover. I laid hands on that lady. She came out totally healed and totally delivered. We were on our way back from Florida. It was late at night, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and as we're coming back, a drunk man got behind us. Amy was driving in the car. Kids were in the back. I was in the front with her. And as we come up on one of the major bridges by St. Augustine, Florida, there's a major bridge. You go over the railroad tracks. And as we came up on that, on that moment, I remember we started screaming out Jesus. She said, he's about to hit us. And I started screaming out Jesus. We started believing God. I don't know how. I couldn't tell you. We heard the awfulest ruckus. I mean, boom, boom, crash. I mean, it was a thunderous, thunderous sound. I, I mean, just in the natural, I thought he had certainly hit our car. He didn't hit our car. We were still driving. 
the Lord had taken that thing, and I just saw, I mean, saw him come up on the back of us. It had to have hit us. He didn't. He looked like he flipped up off the road and flipped out into that ditch and rolled down into that ditch. I began to pray, God, keep that man. Keep that person in Jesus' name because you don't know what's wrong. He had no injuries when it was over. With We were totally safe because God said, you'll recover. I want you to know something. Even if the devil tries to knock you off the road, God will keep you safe and protected. God will keep his angels about you, and he will protect you in the midst of all your trouble. We will recover. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care how the devil's attacked you. I don't care how he's messed with you. Just stick out your faith. Stick with it. Stay, stay in the name of Jesus. Confess Jesus as Lord. Confess Jesus over your situation. Because if you lay hands on the sick, the Bible says, they will recover. God wants you well. How many know if the devil's talking, he's lying? Come on, somebody. If the devil's talking, he's lying. God is your victory. And Jesus said it this way in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Cast down the imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and Christ. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bring it to the thought. Bring it to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Raise your hands, will you? Say this, I, I recover. Come on, say it again. I recover. I want that in your spirit. Say it one more time. I recover in Jesus' name.